everyone. This is William Del Pilar, the conservative Latino. I'm here wow. with my fellow fantasy sports pioneer. Wait for it, wait for it, go. And I'm Big John, and I'm not con the conservative Latino. John's the big girthy one. <laughs> Our timing is getting better, people. We're still working on it. We got a great show for you tonight. We're going to talk the NFL draft. It was an exciting time. What made it exciting wasn't the fact that there weren't any marquee players that the fans and the media jumped to, specifically quarterbacks or running backs, was all the trades, the year the wide receiver, the players taken from out of nowhere, the, the quarterbacks dropping like a rock. I predicted that. Uh, actually, I didn't predict that. My logic said that's what should happen, and logic prevailed. But it's a damn exciting show. Big John, how's it been going for you? You've been looking a little worn lately. You're working hard? I'm working hard. I'm not working smart. That's for damn sure. But I'll, I'll tell you, I had a great time. Uh, for our anyone who follows us, uh, I actually live tweeted the first three rounds. Uh, and by live tweeted, I mean I live tweeted, I live gabbed, I live parlored, I live uh, gettered, everything. Uh, and and uh, it was fun. Hey, we're going to talk about gab.com. Yeah, know? yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, certainly getting uh, to interact with the fans, too. That was that was fun, too. Right, right. Before we get going, though, it's not breaking news. Since this is a podcast, people can listen to it anytime. So I'm not going to say breaking news, but it is huge news, Big John. Yeah. It's huge, girthy news. Yes. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins, pop for pads. Now, before, you get, get, before I, I ask you uh, uh, your take on this, what cracks me up every time, and it did not fail to... Uh, cracked me up again was I watch what I put into my body very closely. I don't know where this came from or what it is, but I will get to the bottom of it. I put those comments alongside OJ. I'm going to investigate and find the killer myself. Right. <laughs> Just like these pads pop athletes and OJ, we're still waiting. Look, it's surprising when it comes out to certain players, but this is the NFL. It's the most competitive uh, sport and one of the most physical sports that combines individualism and team right. than any sport I, I think in America and a lot's riding on these athletes because they go from 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 being a, a PhD as a scout said and who got fired poor something and desperate <laughs> but that's all of us poor was it poor PhD what would the H be hungry Oh, yeah, poor, hungry, and desperate. You know, that sounds like every damn sailor on payday. We're still poor, we're still desperate, <laughs> and we're hungry. Hungry you know? for what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I get the innuendo, and you're so true. Yeah. Uh, but the point being is, that's the status they are until they get drafted. And from there, they go into the 1%. Not the, not, not, not the 99%, even the lowest paid. If they live to their three to five year NFL lifespan, they are now in the 1% if they don't blow their money. Right. So, so when I see the pads, somebody playing at Hopkins level, uh, uh, his pedigree, how he carries himself, this kind of bugs me in a sense. It's not depressing. I don't get that way anymore, but it's like, wow, there's a good role model living his life like he should be and boom, pop. Now, yeah. statistically speaking, we deal with these, uh, your analysis in the military, all the time and they've been perfected to an art so when you come back pop positive with the chain of custody we have in the military and i'm sure they have an nfl 
statistically speaking, you've been popped because there was something bad in your system. Yeah. That's my belief, my long-winded belief. But what I'm trying to say is that Andre Hopkins seems like a very nice guy, the type of role model for any young American kid. And it's, it's depressing to see this pop, but I kind of tend to believe he got popped. Your oh, I, yeah, I, I don't think this is a setup. I don't think it's a mistake. Listen, the truth of the matter is he was rehabbing from an injury. How do I, what's one way that athletes can rehab faster? Oh, the, 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 the steroid that I believe should be legal. AD, uh, what's it? HGH, human HGH, growth hormone. Yeah. That, it, it's, it's been, well, hold on. Ha- yeah. Tell the audience what HGH specifically does. It, it helps with the repairing of the tissue, the muscle. Exactly. It's a recovery roid. Right. So the re- see, not all steroids are the same. So HGH in particular has several medicinal properties, right? Uh, for example, human growth home is uh, used with young children who seem to be stunted at birth, right? It helps them grow. It helps them reach their full maturity. Um, when you've had uh, hamstring tears, when you've had uh, muscle injuries, things of that nature, HGH helps you recover. Now, right. what people assume is, oh, it's so you could get bigger muscles. Not technically. What HGH does is it cuts down the recovery time you need between workouts right. exactly. and it helps you go longer, right? So, but for that's the main how- part, its medicinal purposes is to help you heal recover. faster. Yeah, it's a recovery, and- it's a healing drug. So, but it's if- illegal because it's a steroid. But more importantly, they don't know the long-term effects. This is what I read. I'm right, a, right, I'm right. a doctor. But they don't know the long-term effects. It's, it, they consider it part of the Roy family, so they kind of just banned it. They, well, banned yeah. It. And, and look, it could be, I don't know for sure, it could be feasible to me that Nuck was saying, okay, I, or it was part of his rehab. So because why would, you, why would you be taking PEDS now, right? It would be part of his rehab, especially for a wide receiver. So, it, so... No, hold on. What? Uh, 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 Boston, David Boston. The man yeah. was a wide receiver, but like a linebacker. Right, right, right. Yeah, he was that guy, that guy was that guy was sculpted, man. Um, yeah. But but here's the thing, right? Uh, you to speaking to a bigger point. Um, it's much like the war on drugs in general, right? Um, it, it's failed miserably because you can't. If people, if people want to get high, they're going to get high. If people want to perform at a higher level, they're going to figure out ways to do it. The only inequity in what the NFL does is that it, it, it promotes cheating. It promotes that if you're the best at hiding your use of PDs, you're going to win, right? Right. And I believe there are a lot of players on pads right now. Oh, I'm sure there is. I mean, I'm not going to. And John, for a lot of them, it's not a matter of they want the superstar status. They want the money. For a lot of them, it's just a matter of being able to compete. They're at they're, they're that tween, right. yeah. you know. But 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 that's a medicinal purposes, and I mean that we, we talked about the drug itself. How does this real quick in a minute? Because we're going to talk about this more in depth on a different episode. But real quick, what what I've got ten million thoughts. How to ask it? What's on your mind, and how this will affect the performance speaking of past performance but the overall performance of kyler murray without deandre hopkins and quickly do you think they knew about the suspension coming and thus they made a trade for uh hollywood brown which is what's his name marquise brown i think hollywood brown yeah um they probably knew it was coming uh i don't know for sure but um don't forget brown and murray played together at uh in college so uh 
it's a, I think it, they, it was positioned as it being another case of a quarterback saying, I want my guy from college. The same way uh, uh, Derek Carr said, I want my guy from college, Devontae Adams. Right? What's the big difference here? Well, one's Devontae Adams and the other one's... Yeah, uh, one Brown. is Devontae I mean, Adams. The other one's is uh, number three statistic. Right, right. Receiver. Yeah, and it was to me, it was overpaid. It was a first-round pick. But if you knew that you were going to lose Hopkins... Um, you, maybe you take a risk on that and okay. the fact that he doesn't have to spend a lot of time building rapport with the quarterback. So maybe, maybe. Without Hopkins, because the reason I'm asking you is you've made it a focal point. Every time we talk about Kyler Murray, you always bring up, well, he had Hopkins his first seven games and then right. he, the wheels uh, came off. Well, he, he doesn't get Hopkins back till game seven. Right. This time. Yeah. So, well, fantasy projection wise, because everybody can, 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 can look at it from that perspective. I would view Kyler Murray as a low-end number one fantasy QB, more of a backup now. Yeah, well, based that's, on play. That's interesting because I might not be so quick to knock him down that much. Because first of all, you have Hold to. On, John. What? It's not a matter of knocking him down. It's a matter of how he stacks up. Meaning, I'm not knocking him down. I'm just looking at the rest of the field. No, I meant knocking him down the list of quarterbacks, right? Because I think what's going to happen, what might happen at least is that as a result of not having Hopkins again and his main, uh, who are his main targets going to be, right? Um, exactly. I mean, he's got the uh, kid from last year, and right now his name escapes me, uh, the, the second round pick from last year. He's got Zach Ertz. They drafted a tight, a receiving tight end this year. They could do a lot of two tight end sets. They did get Hollywood Brown for some uh, extra leverage in there. Christian Kirk is gone. So could it mean that we'll see more of Kyler Murray like we did in his rookie season where he's running around a lot more, breaking out of the pocket? If his first read isn't there, I'm going to take off for seven, eight yards. Correct. Know. We will. Right. So if that's the case, his fantasy value might actually go up. Right. It will. And if I draft him as a backup, I'm trading him because after that first big week and there's a couple of film on him, two games later, then there's Kyler Murray. He's down. He's down. He's been hit. What a hit. Yeah. And he's there a goes, small Kyler. guy, too. He's a small guy. So yeah, right now, uh, in one ranking, he's ranked as number six. But look, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Aber, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. I would take uh, Tom Brady over Kyler Murray. Uh, uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, I don't play fantasy. Uh, uh, anymore uh, uh, not because I don't want to because I'm old school I like the guys that get together now everybody wants the internet draft right, right, right. that said you can clue me in my understanding is Jalen Hurts was a questionable NFL starter but he was a bona fide fantasy stud a am I right or wrong uh, I, I didn't play I'm asking he was a second round pick so there was expectations he might start I wouldn't call him a stud, but I would call him serviceable last year. He was very inconsistent. He'd have one good game, one very bad game. Okay. His passing, but but you gotta love. Look, they've set him up to succeed. Just, Just like quick that. question, quick question. Let's keep yeah. moving on. Uh, uh, I would take Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, uh, uh, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers. So it's not that I'm dropping him as much as he just doesn't stack up with the loss of the I got you. Yeah, I got you. I yeah. think it'll all depend on his legs. If he's running the ball like he did as and, a and that's just my point, Big John. I'm banking on the fact he has those legs that are going to last. It's kind of like, uh, you, you don't know this character, but a lot of people do, especially my Japanese brethren, Ultraman. Ultraman mm -hmm. was a character from the 60s that grew up. It's a whole ultra world. The problem with Ultraman, as soon as he started fighting the guy, 30 seconds of the fight, this little yellow 
Sunbeam will start beep, 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 beep. He's running out of energy. He only has three minutes left to defeat gotcha. the creature. That's Connor Murray. As soon as he starts running with his legs, you better run out of bounds. You better go down because he's not going to last. For our younger, I he's for our, done. For our younger viewers, another analogy might be to spawn. If you're talking about comic book characters. Spawn, yeah, yeah. What about, I don't remember that with Spawn. Spawn. You know, I had the first issue autographed and I don't know what the hell happened to that. Yeah, well, wasn't it Mike Zek? No, 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 no. Todd McFarlane was the creator. Todd Spawn. McFarlane, sorry. Who uh, went on the bigger and greater things. Now he's the god of, uh, of uh, action figures. Yep. Yeah, but anyway, Spawn would every time he used his powers, he died a little bit more, right? So it's, I did not remember that. I don't remember yeah. that. And Initially, it was yeah. Anyway, yeah. so that's, anyway, yeah, let's get right. back to the show. Yeah. So, so the big news is DeAndre Hopkins is out for half a season. Jack Kyler Murray down uh, 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 your charts, and if there's that guy who's in Hawaii not coming back yet, pawn him off on him. <laughs> but let's get to the NFL draft, sure. John. Were you surprised at the overall number one pick? Surprised? No, uh, because I think he he was the odds-on favorite. You couldn't get good odds on Trayvon Walker. But Trayvon Walker was expected. I just didn't think he was the right pick for the Jaguars. Uh, but uh, certainly he was the expected first-round pick, and he went there. Um, really? Over the sec second pick? I thought the second pick. Uh, I'm no, to no. Like, um, you could get plus 285 on Hutchinson, I think draft day whereas with Trayvon Walker you were looking at a minus 200 so Vegas already knew he was going to uh he was already going to Jacksonville look um I think that the Jaguars were better off either getting Hutchinson who I think was probably the best defensive end in the draft uh, or the edge rusher uh or they would have been better off drafting an offensive lineman you now know, I know they huh I was just saying you know uh, uh, people look at us, we plan, we research. For some reason, in my chart, I had Aiden Hutchinson, number two. <laughs> you know, we just had it backwards, a brain yeah. fart. Kind of like a podcast. What time we meet? Okay. Seven o'clock. No, no but uh, look, I, if they were going to go edge, I probably would have gone with Hutchinson. I think you're, Hutchinson, who, if we're continuing, went number two to the Lions, which was one of the two most natural picks of this first round oh, okay yeah, i was right i was right so that that's what i'm referring to is i thought hutchinson would go number one so that's why i'm asking if you were surprised at the overall number one no but see surprise means that i expect them to no i'll tell you what i did i i put some money on uh Kayvon thibodeau going number one because oh, really? i thought there was a there was an outside well the odds were about you were getting 40 to one on thibodeau going number one and i thought there was an outside shot if they didn't take trayvon walker they were going to end up taking Thibodeau because I think Jacksonville wanted to use the number one overall pick this year on a huge risk reward, meaning that they wanted somebody who wasn't going to necessarily bust, but they wanted that exceptional athlete. Whereas Hutchinson, I think, is the steady guy. He's going to be yeah. the guy that's going to produce in and out, high floor, High ceiling, but not as high as Trayvon Walker's ceiling. But Trayvon Walker also has a lower floor. So I think the the, the he breadth also has less is the track record. See, Trayvon yeah. Walker, nothing against the kid, but I think the first 10 picks, it's the same thing with fantasy football, something I learned in fantasy football, and it applies to anything in, in life. There's certain spots you're going to be in. You can't afford to bleep it up, meaning you may like this guy, 
but he's not worthy of that pick. We were just talking about it off camera about Cordell Stewart and fantasy leagues yeah, uh, the year before he, he had his big year. And I predicted it and a friend just overcompensated and took him too early. Uh, and the point being is there's a right place and a right time for that value. Then if, 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 Maybe the Jaguars should have traded down even a couple of picks. If assuming, assuming, assuming somebody wanted that. That's the problem. That's, that's why I said a couple of picks. And that's a risk too. But I guess I'm if I'm a GM, I'm like, why are you a fool? How many times do we have to take the guy in the top five who has just as many questions as much as he has upside? What the hell's the matter with a damn steady player who's going to sit there and uh, uh, create havoc? I mean, the Rams showed us, you know, uh, 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 with the ref's help, we can win the Super Bowl. No, the Rams showed us what you can do with an edge rusher combined with a phenomenal defensive lineman in terms of uh, a corner. corner. You need to package people up. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, so you weren't surprised. I was a little surprised. All right. Let's jump all the way back down to the draft, the end of the round one. The Patriots took Tennessee Chattanooga guard, Cole Strange. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, appropriately named that way. Listen, we all know the Patriots like to trade back. They subscribe to the theory that the more picks you have, the better. But hold on, Big John. Analysts were saying, and reports were saying that Tennessee Chattanooga guard, Cole Strange, is a pretty good player. But he's nowhere projected near the first round. I was going to be like, trade up for him. They didn't trade up. They traded back. Oh, I'm sorry. Trade back. I mean, uh, what I'm saying, they, why didn't they just wait? On the- yeah. So, so the trading back part, it, it was not anything new for Bill Belichick. He, he always loves to go back. So, you know, there's two, there's two draft thoughts. One is you trade up to get the impact players because the draft is such a crapshoot. You right. want to stick to the players that you feel are can't miss, right? So you want to get into the top 10, roughly speaking. The other theory is you keep trading down because think of it as having 10 shots to hit the bullseye instead of one. Well, right? no, it's not bad. It's like he wasn't even projected to be a first round. No, I, I get that. I get that. Out of the first round. I, I get that. I'm just talking about the Patriots philosophy in general. Gotcha. They subscribe to having 10 dart throws instead of one to hit the bullseye. But in this particular case, they traded down. They picked up some extra draft capital. But I'm telling you, Cole Strange was on nobody's, like, top 10 guards in the NFL. They could have gotten him in the second. They could have gotten him in the third, probably. But they could have either traded back some more and collected some more picks, or they could have drafted more of an impact player. Um, For for example, um, what, you know, they drafted a receiver in the second – they could have drafted a better receiver in that spot. Um, they could have drafted um, uh, some of those safeties that uh, Belichick likes so much. Hell, if you if you want to take a risk reward at the bottom of the first, uh, you could have drafted N'Kobe Dean, you know, ahead of everybody uh, else. We're going to get to him. He's my next yeah. question. But that said, for the fans out there, for the followers, the Patriots are notorious for bad draft especially in the early rounds for bus after bus or not necessarily bus players just don't pan out they're at it you know so they tend to do their damage in the free agency bringing in those veterans bringing those well i'll also throw I'll, I'll emphasize what you said with one thing they've tended to be busts when it comes to the skill position players like runners and receivers 
Um, they did okay with Mac Jones last year, right? So they did a really no, good no, job. No, no, no. The question is still out. If you, Mac Jones was a protective QB, and that Bills game showed how protective. How right, many right. passes did he throw? Too. What I'm saying is, we don't. They did everything to insulate him in the bubble. We still don't know how good Mac Jones is. No, I, I, I don't disagree with you necessarily. But the point is, for a rookie quarterback, he performed well, regardless of the system. Because I can point to any other rookie that's been sheltered and still stunk, right? So. Um, they did okay with him, but you're right. Typically, their wide receivers that they've taken in the first and second rounds have been lousy. Uh, most of the running backs, if not all of them they've taken early, have been lousy. He's had success drafting offensive linemen in the second, third, and fourth rounds. He's had success drafting defensive linemen. He's had success drafting certain types of linebackers that fit his system. Right. Um, so none have really exploded and become that bonafide star. And when you star. think about it, what are the Patriots all about? They're more team about working. team, right? Like, really, Brady was the main superstar there. I guess uh, what I'm saying is, don't look to this kid as, oh, they must have seen something. The problem is they don't really know what they see. Well, even, even so – and I, that goes back to the value proposition that you were talking about your friend with Cordell Stewart back in the day. You have to know what the rest of the league is thinking. Like as a Giants fan, one of the problems I had with Daniel Jones is nobody was going to take him at number six. Nobody was going to take him anywhere near that area. So for the Giants to have used one of their first round picks on him that early was, was ridiculous. Same thing here. Cole Strange was not going to be taken by anybody, I almost guarantee, throughout right, the second right, round. Right. So they could have gotten them in the second round. They could so, have paid it down some more. They could have done a lot more. So in other words, you agree with me. You're like, say, what? Who? Huh? Yeah. I, I'm I pretty was, sure they took it and you had to look up. Go, oh, I did. I admit it. I was live tweeting and I had to go look them up. I said, who is this? All right. Biggest deal of the draft. I personally think just, and I'm not a big draft guy, meaning guys, I'm like you, a fan. But if I noticed the drop N'Kobe Dean took and how far third round in the back half of the third round, I want to say like the 17th or 19th pick of the third round. I can't remember. But the way everybody was raving about him, I'm like, that's got to be the steal of the draft if his off-the-field issues don't pan out like some say. Well, what about what's your take? Well, N'Kobe Dean, first of all, let me take half a step back. Can we sit here in, in amazement at what the Georgia defense did? I think every kid on that defense from last year's team was drafted. Uh, I, like didn't, that, I didn't write it down, but it, it was like a record picks for Georgia. Oh, it was crazy. Uh, Trayvon, um, Trayvon Walker, the number one over pick. Uh, Georgia, Kobe Dean got taken. Georgia. And, and they won the national championship, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, the, the two defensive tackles. Georgia, the offline backer got drafted from Georgia. They. I mean, it was just amazing how many defensive guys uh, from that team got drafted. Nicole, it also speaks to their program. I mean, not to tout them, but I mean, they're in the SEC with a bottom pay for Alabama fundraiser boosters paying every yeah. other player, you know, so they're fighting that. And they've always been second, second, what's the saying? Second, uh, 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 the redheaded stepchild to uh, 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 the tide. And not only are they still able to get quality players, but they're able to nurture them and get them to play at full effectiveness. And uh, it finally culminated. The reason I say this, I've been following Georgia for decades and, and people forget Matthew Stafford was a big yes. stud there, yeah. but they have never been able to put it all together. They've always had pieces. This was the first year they seem to have that complete team. Uh, uh, but it makes me wonder how good will these players be who played as a complete team 
and weren't necessarily known for being superstars. Well, that'll be, you're right. It will be interesting to see, but I mean, I got to tell you, I love the Nakobe. Listen, the whole draft, there were two people who dropped two prospects that draft that dropped a lot more than they should have. One was Jermaine Johnson. Uh, the second one was Nakobe Dean. Nakobe, uh, yeah, Jermaine Johnson received, yeah, defensive end. The Nakobe Dean is probably one of those guys you think will be an All Pro in three years, maybe, or a Pro Bowler, I should say, in three years. He's that good. Um, the problem was and we found this out as the draft was going on was he had a pec injury and he had, he is not getting surgery for it. I don't know if he's refusing or if he just hasn't taken care of it yet, but somehow those whispers got out. Like he's not going to have yeah, the surgery. Injury heals. It just doesn't make sense. Well, that's what you would think, but I'm telling you if every team stayed away from this kid for that long, because there is no serious. doubt. His talent is literally a top 15 talent. No, no, John, I, I get it. But the one thing I learned in, in, in with KFFL and it's selling it to a bunch of Wall Street people, Ivy Leaguers is these idiots are just like idiots. They're no different an idiot than the common man. Uh, some of the moves that these people would make, I'm like, really? And then when I question it, they'd act as if never looked at it from that view. I, yeah. Then I read 70% of white kids get into Harvard because of legacy. <laughs> Answered a lot of questions to the ignorance well, of my, my peers. It's interesting because during the whole draft, I was tweeting and I kept tweeting out, you know who, what this has a feel of when it comes to N'Kobe Dean. I said, it really seems like it has the feel that he's going to be, he's going to end up on the Ravens. Because it seemed like a Ravens pick. You know what I mean? Like they take a shot on a guy who's who's injured, but they know he's good. And it just had that Ravens feel. So the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And the Ravens, Ravens do not dwell on a player too long when he's bad. Meaning yeah. they're not going to drag out that whole. Look at Brown, Hollywood Brown. Like, dude, yeah. you just don't fit in our system. You can talk about how good you are, but you're it's not here. Right, right. So um, I'm looking through my draft notes to see where I had him going afterwards. Um, in the third round, the Ravens could have picked them up at, um, I think, uh, the 12th pick, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double check. Yeah, the 12th pick in the third round. So overall pick 77. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I thought he would go there. As it turned out, he went out uh, at the 19th pick, uh, 83, to the Eagles. And by the way, the Eagles probably had the best draft of any team. Oh, really? I've heard some people say the Jets, but I've heard the Eagles had pretty good. Well, you know, I never judge anybody anymore. Right. There's just too many first round busts. I mean, whether, I mean, in college, a lot of these man child, I say, I say man child people because these are men with God given talent who are playing above the, 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 the level there. That's why so many of them flame out. So I no longer look at these first round, second round picks because, like you said, you know, the Patriots are seen as bad drafters, but then as you pointed out, it's because we look at skill positions, you know, things like that. Okay, let's move on. Wide receivers. The year of the wide receivers, Devontae Adams, Hollywood Brown, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So it's going from good, the traded, the busted, the I mean, I just news. Yeah. So first of all, there was an NFL rumor that came out during the draft that the 49ers rejected the Jets Debo Samuel package headlined by the number 10 pick. Your thoughts, would you have taken that trade or considered it or said no? On whose part? The Jets were offering a package. No, but I'm saying if I'm which pick. team, which team am I in this scenario? You said what well, I have considered. The team it. that would have to give up Debo Samuel. 
No, if I was the Niners, I wouldn't consider it. Um, because he's still under contract, but, uh, and, he, and he's one of the top receivers. Now, here's the problem. The problem of him asking for a trade and being unhappy, it wasn't money related, believe it or not. Well, that was just rumors still, but I know, I see where you're going. Yeah. His problem was he didn't want to run out of the backfield anymore. Right. So, well, that was one of two problems we read. Right. Well, to me, that was the major one. He said, like, I don't want to be used the way I'm being used. Um, and, you know, money probably had a point in there, too. But well, I think money the had a big thing, John, because think about it. These, these the last two monster contracts, you look at the stats. Those are stats Debo's putting up because they're using him in a hybrid position. One, he takes a beating every time he touches the ball. And, and to me, that, that's the bottom line is I'm not having the opportunity to put up elite stats as my position uh, 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 studs do. And two, you're shortening my career by having me in the backfield. And three, all that does is add up to a lesser contract that's a tweener type contract. I agree with you in the sense that his skill position numbers aren't what they should be. But when you look at what Cordaro Patterson got in Atlanta, I think NFL teams realize what a weapon uh, Debo is. So I agree with you, but at the same time, he would have gotten his contract had he hit the market, maybe not Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams numbers, but he would have gotten his money. I think the more important thing for him was exactly what you said. They are shortening his career. So if the 49ers kind of pull pull them aside or pull them aside and say, we're not going to use you out of the backfield anymore, you might run a jet sweep every so often, you might be more like DK Metcalf, then I think he might be happy to stay in San Francisco and eventually get paid. Um, if I'm the Jets, yeah, 10th well, Hold pick, on, take the it. second if, rumor, he didn't want to be in California. That I don't know. Uh, but if that's the case, then look, today's NFL – you have the players have more and more uh, control and more and more power. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's because of bad teams letting that happen. Well, but I, I think the, I think the 49ers saw that, and part of the, the third one of many reasons was like, bleep you, you're under contract here, and we're not moving you. You don't like it, tough. I and I think the 49ers feel that way because they've actually taken care of their players. So it's like yeah, well, I need to whine because you want a monster contract. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. We saw what the Chiefs did with Tyreek Hill. I'm not even going to talk about Adams and the Packers because that whole situation was screwed up from the beginning. But I'm saying, look at Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs. And and yeah, and to some extent, A.J. Brown and the Titans. And ask yourself this question. Did the Chiefs do the right thing trading Hill? I'm sorry. Look, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl because of Mahomes and Andy Reid looked into that. I don't think the Chiefs, without Mahomes, I think the Chiefs are just an average uh, franchise, average in how they do business, average in how they look at contracts. Uh, I think that the Packers have proven that's all they are is average, and their Super Bowl win under Rodgers was a fluke. There are certain franchises that pretty much can't run a team, that uh, they can't get their whole their head out of their bunghole. Oh, what I'm trying to so what's your answer? Would you have would you have traded Hill or would you have said screw you, you're under contract? I would have said Drew. Your guys can, can sit the bleep out. No, no, I'm talking, I'm, talking about Ty, I'm talking about Tyreek Hill. I you? am. Drew Rosenhaus is his, oh, his Drew, name. I, I'm sorry. You said Drew. Oh, because Drew Rosenhaus is, 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 a, is a, a penis. So you, would have, so you would have kept him. Oh, in a heartbeat. Because look, you have a window of competition. No matter. It, it, it's Marcellus Wiley is right. And you ignorant fools, not you, Big John. But in general, fans don't want to look at the big picture and look ahead. 
uh, 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 Alex Smith, boom, mentor, traded, the coming of Patrick Mahomes, takes, what was it, one or two years, then the Super Bowl champion, you know, then Super Bowl loser, then championship loser. They are regressing because people don't understand that NFL is in a constant flux of change. That team you faced last year, two times in your division, is going to look different. The Broncos, the, the every, I mean, the, the, every team in that division has actually strengthened. Who is the one team that has actually weakened? The Chiefs. You know, so you're damn right. I would. It's like the 49ers. They are in their window of winning now. In fact, they're on the downslope of that. You got to look at your team's makeup and think, look, I'm sorry. Life in the entertainment business and the political business is short term. You look at life from the short term outlook, not like a three to five years. Why do you think teams are never in rebuild mode? Back before free agency, a coach could be counted out could, unless he went one in 12 or one in 14. You know, there's a short season back then. They usually had three to five years minimum to rebuild. They don't have that anymore. So you're damn right. I would have kept Tyreek Hill. I would have told Drew Rosenhaus, have him hold out. You know, have him lose his sponsors. Have him be the most hated guy here. Well, you take that hit, not me. That, that's certainly a possible. Look, I'm not, I, I, to be honest. Well, let me ask you know. this, John. Yeah. Have they upgraded their team since Tyreek Hill left at the receiver position? Have, have they accounted for that loss? Uh, Just easy, and here's the example. When they were going to let Alex Smith go, and you could see the reports of how good it's like my home that he is. That's mighty Casey just waiting on deck to, to finish his mentoring, not to be thrown to the wolves. Right. They knew what they were getting. They had no option with Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I, I guess to some but, this guy. But, 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 but part of it could be that, like, for example, they used the two first round picks on defensive players, hoping to make an impact. So the key is there, like, did they improve their team overall, even though no, they're no, not? No, 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 no. Stop. The wide receiver position. Did they improve their team at the wide receiver position? No, of course not. Okay. Did they improve their team in the, their passing schemes, encompassing all of the players who are involved in the passing game? Uh, they, they may have. See, so to have. me, you answered, you answered your own question. They, they didn't. So trading him is a bad move. I'm not saying it's a different question than – did they have to trade it? Maybe they they felt. Oh, they I had I, to trade I understand it. that, but at the same time, if if we follow your thought experiment and say, what if he holds out for six games, right? Like you said, screw you if you hold out, you could be the most hated. But what if what if Tyreek Hill doesn't care? He sits out six games, comes back, you still have to pay him. He's the he doesn't care if no, he's the you most have hated to pay player. him what's left for coming back. You don't. Pay no, but I mean, you still have to pay. I mean, he still gets uh, credit towards his retirement and all that, right? Maybe Which is the whole key for the six games, right? That's part of the bargaining agreement. But I mean, look, they got a receiver in the second round, top of the second, Sky Moore, uh, who is that burner type. All right. I'm pausing you here again. Is he better than Tyreek Hill? I don't yes know. Or no? I, probably not. No. Probably well, not. The honest answer is I don't know. And I'll buy that. But this is uh, this is the answer to your question. Yes or no? No, 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 no. All the way down. Who are so, they? So, so and, ask and yourself. If they regress since their Super Bowl loss. All, all Andy Reid and uh, who, I don't know who the GM over there is. All they did was hurt their team. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day. Well, here's the thing. Like Andy Reid said, he, he said, we weren't going to be able to keep him for the money he wanted and keep Patrick Mahomes. It's the same thing you ran into with Green Bay with Rodgers and Adams, right? Once you've, paid, once, once you've paid the quarterback that amount of money, 
you're limited in what you could do elsewhere. So now you either have one or two things you can do. You can keep that superstar wide receiver as long as you can and then watch the rest of your team wither or you try to make the most of the situation. You try to maximize the situation, which is or, what Andy Reid tried to do. He got a boatload of picks. You're wrong. Here's right. what you do. You follow the Patriots and Steelers blueprint, period. If I'm a general manager, there is no one player above the team. Even Tom Brady just signed uh, an extension or something, but it was a team-friendly contract. He's getting his, but he signed a team-friendly for the cap. These, the Rodgers, Adams, uh, 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 Hill, these big contracts, at the end of the day, I'm like, it's a team sport, baby. We're going to win as a team. We're going to lose as a team. And the, the Chiefs, Mahomes started it. That's why Tyreek Hill was forced to leave. I don't care what anybody says. Devontae Adams was forced to leave. Why? Because these teams couldn't afford the big contract for their other. It's kind of like we got the one big contract. Maybe we can squeeze another big one at about 70-60% of that big contract, meaning the the value of the money. Uh, But we can't squeeze another big contract. And that's what's happening with these wide receivers. Your your assumption is that players today have Brady's mentality, and I would argue that many of them don't. No, 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 no. My assumption is I don't care what your mentality is. Here's the salary cap. Here's how we're playing it as a team. Don't sign the long-term contract if you don't want it, and we'll trade you off. Yeah. Uh, but isn't I mean, that in essence? No, 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 no. I'm talking about like the Patriots do. We'll trade you like the Patriots do. Yeah. Meaning there's it's a philosophy. It's a mental philosophy. But there's isn't a that the Browns suck? But isn't that what the Chiefs did with Hill in essence? They knew they couldn't keep him. No, 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 because the Patriots do it at at their own purview, meaning that I think this guy, they're looking ahead and they're making these decisions themselves. The Chiefs were forced into this decision. And that's the big difference. Randy Moss is the same thing. You know, they saw a a guy, Malai, hey, we don't see those issues. They brought him, but they let him go before. Where did he go? Did he retire or he went to play? Randy Moss. Before the Patriots? No, no, after the Patriots. I think he went to, uh, uh, I can't remember where he went. But the point being is the the, the Patriots know when to let that player go. Oh, uh, the Patriots yeah. have not, the Patriots are, or the Steelers, or, or better yet, hold on one second. The Patriots are not in the position where the Chiefs were. But what happens when the Steelers get in the position the Chiefs are? You know, they're able to, to uh, uh, compensate for it somehow. How? I don't know. But I think it's better GM skills, better depth. Not having those big contracts allows them to build better depth where they have another running back, James Conner, I think, replaced Le'Veon Bell. So they have somebody waiting in the wings. My question to you, Big John, was was there anybody in the wings when they let Tyreek Hill go? No. Was there anybody in the wings when the Packers let Devontae Adams go? No. Do the Steelers and Patriots have players in the wings? Ready to go when their big studs go? Yeah. Now, the Steelers don't have it for the QB. We're going to wait and see. But they've got the, – the, uh, before Haskins went down, they had Haskins, Trubisky, and then they drafted pick. Well, you know, I, I don't want to get into it, but it just hit me. Would they have drafted Pickett if uh, Haskins was still alive? Who knows? Question for another day. But my point is, is philosophically, to, uh, 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 John, is teams like the Steelers and the Patriots look at it differently. They don't react. They're proactive. Where the Chiefs and Packers, I think, reacted, and 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 I've taken up a lot of time on this, and I apologize, but it's a fine line of great versus greatness. Andy Reid's a great coach; he doesn't embody greatness like Belichick does. 
hell, he doesn't embody greatness to me like Tomlin does. Tomlin is a better man, uh, head coach, I think, than, 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 than he is. Uh, look at the Super Bowl wins alone, you know? Anyway, uh, your final thoughts on that to prove me wrong. I'm not going to prove you wrong because you have a very strong opinion on it and there's no way I could prove you wrong. Damn right. <laughs> and what I, all I, all I'm trying to say is this, the, you said it best. The NFL is not static. It's always changing probably more than any other league. The NFL is constantly evolving. Um, so today's look, who, the, the Titans, how much of a shock was that the Titans traded AJ Brown on draft? Perfect. Night, right. That, that's my next question is, did the trade of AJ Brown shock you? Yes. Now, but the question is, did it surprise me? Like once it got done, did it surprise me? No, because what was his extension? Four years, a hundred million with Philadelphia. Tennessee was like, we can't afford that. We don't want to afford that. We're, we're Derek. This is Derek Henry's team. So even though AJ Brown to me, uh, William, he's still young, third year in the league, three years in the league, right? Um, stud receiver. Big guy, good hands, good speed. Um, why would you give away an asset like that? A friend of mine called me and he said, why did they do that? Because they weren't going to sign him. A.J. Brown said, I want Devontae Adams money. Right, right. I, John, I think that falls under the philosophy of, of who do defenses prepare for? They prepare for Derrick Henry. Great. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And my point being, and my second point on the receivers is a great quarterback makes receivers. A good quarterback enhances receivers. A great receiver is kind of like that safety valve for that great quarterback. I don't think Tyreek Hill uh, uh, can do any better than with Patrick Mahomes. And I think Patrick Mahomes' ceiling was not much higher with Tyreek Hill than without it. Meaning if they get another speedster, I'm not saying I'm right. Yeah. I'm saying this is how teams may look at it. They're looking at the, the Chiefs probably let him go for this reason. Mahomes made him a better receiver. And I believe that, you know, in this case, how yeah, much I better. I don't, is, I don't is, know is that I, I, I don't know that I a hundred percent agree with that. Oh God. Yeah. In a heartbeat. It's, it's, are you saying that Tyreek, see Tyreek Hill has speed, but there's still timing. You need that quarterback that can get him the ball, time it well, and and, and I don't I don't disagree with that. Nor am I. What I'm saying is, there are not many quarterbacks in the NFL. Accuracy is one of the biggest issues for a quarterback, especially with a deep ball. Why doesn't he throw the deep? Like Steve Young never threw 40, 50, 60 yards. He'd always go twenty to forty. You know, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers can go deep. Russell Wilson can go deep. And then it becomes uh, an attrition. Who's the most accurate? out of those and who can keep that arm strength up the whole season and keep taking advantage of and I think Mahomes did that with Tyreek Hill I don't think two is going to do that and my point being is a receiver's productivity is open to uh, a, a quarterback's play take Tannehill with Brown Tannehill is an average quarterback but even in the NFL an average quarterback can become an all-time great quarterback behind great protection. Troy Aikman is not a great quarterback. He had some great pass protection, and he's in the Hall of Fame because of what two or three Super Bowls and behind that great being behind that great offensive line. If not, we don't even know who he is. Well, that yeah. could be said for a lot of quarterbacks, but no, you're right. You're right. You're uh, right. I guess what I'm what I was trying to say is the Titans had basically. A.J. Brown under contract, under control for two more years, because they also had the 50-year player option coming up that they could have exercised, which they almost would have, right? 
but it be, I think it became clear that Brown was going to hold out. He must have let them know somehow, and it wasn't necessarily public knowledge that he was no. going to hold out. I agree, John. Now, this is a team that gave Ryan Tannehill a $100 million contract. They had, See, again, going back to when I saw my company start dealing with the Wash Reed and Ivy League people, you know, it's, it, it validated. I always suspected, always believed this in my heart, but then working with these people completely validated. They are just as much idiots in making moves as the average person. They're, they're no different. To me, the Titans are not the best run team on the front. To me, there's only a handful of teams that I look at that are phenomenally run year in, year out. Uh, the Ravens, the Patriots, you know, the Dolphins, not the Dolphins. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, but, but you see what I'm saying? There's, and, and that's how life works. In life, greatness only comes to a handful of people and the rest are jockeying. The Titans front office is not one made up of greatness. Well, what's that, that's why they made this mistake. Again, well, realize you know what you're they did what they did essentially, and it's still a risk because you don't know the, about Traylon Burks, but Traylon Burks is essentially another A.J. Brown. Like, it was funny because I think Daniel Jeremiah said the NFL comp for Traylon Burks is A.J. Brown. He's a big guy, speedy, good hands. Um, so they got the same type of receiver. I'm not going to say same quality. They got the same type of receiver as the one they traded away. What's the only reason they did that? Because now they get a new clock. They get another five-year clock. Where they, they had a two-year window. I, 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 you know, Big John, I think what I'm saying, uh, uh, without wanting to say it, because every position is unique, but a wide receiver player, uh, uh, no matter how big a superstar is not taking to the Super Bowl, the quarterback is. You know, they are complementary players. They deserve their day in the sun, meaning they're big money. But I have been watching football since the 70s. I got involved in fantasy football from 1990 on, and then I became a somewhere along the lines because of how KFO was run, we became NFL analysts too. You know, fantasy was our passion, but when I went on the radio, a lot of times it was for NFL analyzing. And the one thing I noticed are systems. And to me, as great as Devontae, I pegged Devontae Adams from day one. He's going to be a great receiver. And somebody said, why? I go, he's in a great system. They know how to nurture the receivers. Look at their trailblazers, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson. And none of these guys were first rounders. You Javon know, Walker, uh, yeah, Javon. none of them were first rounders. Not one single player that became a superstar receiver was a first rounder. See, so my point being is Devontae Adams is not going to put up those numbers. So what I'm trying to say is as much, and I'm happy for him. Devon, I, you know me, I was one of the, go get yours, Devontae. As they pay that ungodly money to an arrogant SOB. You deserve to get paid. But at the end of the day, he's not worth that money. He's going to hurt their salary cap because that position is not worth what they paid because he's coming from the system. Uh, 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 the Brown kid, the Tyreek Hill, we're going to see. But the West Coast offense is kind of a system that helps receivers. You're a tight route runner. You can gain that quick separation. It's timing. Steve Young himself said it when they asked him, well, you you don't throw the deep ball. He goes, I don't have to. The system I play in, my deep ball is 20 yards. And if I throw it in stride, nobody's touching that receiver. Jerry Rice, one of the slowest receivers coming out of the combine. On film for the next 16 years, when Jerry Rice caught that ball in stride, not a lot of defenders could he catch him. from behind. Yeah, you know, nobody's see, going from so, behind. So that's what I'm trying to say. I'm happy for these guys getting theirs. Right. But you, you, all you've done is set your team up to be harder to get to the Super Bowl. Same thing with quarterbacks. It's every position. But that, now, that said, I'm a hypocrite. If I'm the punter and they offer me, we're going to pay you $100 million a year because every punt is on the five-yard line. I'm like, I'm there, baby. You know? you know, So it's easy for me to preach. 
so in the end, I don't blame these guys. Okay, Packers have done well on day two and day three getting receivers. I just mentioned some of them. No receivers in day one. Real quick, were you surprised? Did you expect them to go receiver day one? The best word to encapsulate the Packers round one for me was disappointed. Um, I understand their system. Everything you just said about their system. Did I expect them to take a wide receiver? No. Why? Because they're the Packers. But I was disappointed because I, I tweeted this out and I got a lot of cheeseheads upset at me, which was, oh, they, they didn't move up for a wide receiver. Welcome to another like 14 and three season. And then you lose in the first round of the division playoffs. That is there. What is it? Operate. Uh, M.O. Modus operandi. Modus operandi. There you yes. go. Now, to me, after all those years and knowing Rogers window is closing, right? I would have made a bold move. I would have packaged those two picks and moved up, even if it moved up to the teens. And I would have gotten at least one of those perceived difference makers. Because right now you got it. They got this kid, Christian Watkins, I think, in the second round. Uh, again, okay, he might turn out good. He's not going to be good this year. Um, and, you know, and then who else? Sammy Watkins? Uh, like, I, I don't even know. Not only did they lose Devontae Adams, they lost uh, Marquez Valdez Scanling and they lost Equinemius St. Brown, meaning the only guy there who has any sort of rapport with Rodgers right now is Randall Cobb, and he's ancient, and Amari Rodgers, who was a third-round pick last year. Right, uh, right. And, but John, the Packers have a history. I've been dogging on the Packers because I got angry at, at Rodgers because I was rooting for Rodgers. Yeah. You know, and then it turns out I was completely wrong. He It was all about the dollar, the Benjamins. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, I didn't realize till a few months ago when you say Benjamins, I guess that has a Jewish reference and not good. A friend told me that. You no, know what it, has to, it has to do with the, it has to do with Benjamin Franklin. Being that's what Bible. I thought. He goes, no, that's what he did. Jewish no, you must be hanging around with white nationalists because that's not the case. <laughs> I'm friends with you, John. <laughs> Seriously, it's a so so it's a system. So, for example, when Jordy Nelson, Javon Walker, Greg Jennings, they were in the first one to three years, they would show that potential greatness because of the system and their natural talent would open them up. But they were what inconsistent, and right. that's what's going to. That's why I don't think they're going to make it to a Super Bowl this year because when their receivers were inconsistent and growing, what did they always have? That was a great fallback. Oh, great tight end. That's right. So, so they have none of those pieces. So they're going to be counting on Rogers to do a lot, and he'll be able to do it. And what and what is a physically tough but winnable NFC North? But once the competition raises up, they tend to fall back down. That's what I'm trying to say. Would you have, if you're a Packers fan, wouldn't you have liked to see them make a bold move, whether it was trading up for a stud receiver, or at the bottom of the first? take the best receiver and then take the best tight end. Right. I would have sat there and done this. I would have looked for, see, uh, uh, in, in speaking just now, made me realize what systems does Sammy Watkins come from? Sammy Watkins talent has never been questioned. It's his ability to take that talent and become an NFL star, NFL star and injuries have kind of hurt him. And also his work, coming, ethic, his work ethic too. Yeah, but if he's coming from a, uh, a, a, a West coast office familiar, he'll be able to step in there and if they can develop chemistry, he may be he may partially answer. But what I would have done, I would have done one of two things: look for that quality tight end uh, uh, that's a veteran that has played in the West Coast system. Uh, 
uh, preferably under the tree of one of those. I mean, that, that West Coast trees, they are related to Bill Walsh at the end of the day. And then look for a receiver in the same situation. And then I would have stuck to my second and third day receivers. Because to me, sometimes you got to shut the fans out. Sometimes teams make big moves for the fans and it backfires. Well, they but did John, shut I'll them out. The last word. They, did, I, they, they did shut out the fans because they drafted two defensive players. No, no, no. Them. I'm basing it on what you asked me. Well, I had made a big splash. Move. Oh, sorry. No, look, to me, it was disappointing because what they did is they said, we're sticking to our system with no regard towards saying, are we, are we, play, are we making moves to win the Super Bowl? No, they're and not I, making moves. With the they're not. They're they're yeah. making moves to make the playoffs, and that's yeah, it. Well, let's put it this way: they're making moves to get into the playoffs and be competitive for the Super Bowl. But they're not making moves on their final piece to make that end. Like for example, the Rams. You know, I'll never forget the Rams. I always talk about that. But at the end of the day, the Rams made all, and they still are. Yes. They're making the moves. I don't know how they're doing it. I imagine we're going to get a period of five to seven years where that team's going to completely suck because the salary cap. Yeah, but for right up. now, their salary cap yeah. guy deserves an MVP vote exactly. as far as exactly. I'm concerned. Final receiver question. Yeah. Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown of the Cardinals, a stunner. And before you answer, the reason I'm asking this is based on, I was going to skip it, but we just talked about it. The greatness of certain franchises. Uh, the, 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 the Ravens have only won a couple of Super Bowls in their history, but for the last 10, 15 years, they've been in, ex- they've always been in the mix, a well-run organization. I believe they traded a player that just did not fit their system. It had nothing to do with him screaming about money or this or that. And that's the difference between these other receiver moves. What's your take? Were you shocked when they traded him on draft day? And what about my comments? Do you agree or disagree? Um, first of all, I was shocked not that the Ravens traded him, but that somebody gave him a first-round pick for the guy. Well, he um, was a first-round pick for, for the Yeah, but so what? He was a bust as far as I'm concerned. Like, did he have some talent? Yes. Was he was he top-grade talent? No. Um, now, this was a combination move. Like we said earlier, they, they probably knew Hopkins was getting uh, suspended, so they needed to bring in a receiver. But they gave up the 23rd, 25th pick for him, which the Ravens turned into Tyler Lindenbaum, which was probably the best center um, coming in the draft, coming out in the draft. So they well, took you gotta look at it this way. They viewed it as Hollywood Brown being the equivalent of any receiver still left on the board at that pick. Well, but that's my point. Like they, they had already drafted and they, they, they lucked into Kenny Hamilton who might be their, their next Ed Reed for all I know. Uh, that guy's going to be pretty good. So they got Hamilton at 14. Then they said, okay, we're going to ship Brown. We're going to get the Cardinals first round pick. Like why the Cardinals felt the need to, to, to get a first round pick. Now your point is, oh, well, they could, maybe they didn't think anybody in the draft was that good. Maybe, I don't know. But, um, but for the Ravens to take, somebody who probably wasn't going to be their number one receiver, not probably, he wouldn't be their number one receiver, probably would have been their number two at best. And they turned him into somebody who will probably be their starting center for the next 10, 15 years. And that's why, and that's why the Ravens, as you mentioned, are one of the best run organizations. It started with Ozzie Newsom. It's continuing today. And you could see his handprints all over this, right? When they John except for the receiver position. They just had strikeout after strikeout with well, the receiver position over the you years. Might right. You might be right. Perriman, the guy before Perriman. Well, Rashad Bateman looked pretty good last year. But the other thing you have to keep in mind is um, their offense is not built to highlight the receiver. It's built to highlight runners 
the quarterback, Lamar Jackson, and the tight ends, Mark well, Andrews. That and, and Lamar Jackson is, is improving. He's one that, what I love about Lamar Jackson is the fact that, one, he's, he's, he's giving himself to God. Not me loving him, giving himself to God, but him having no shame in saying that's who he is in today's uh, uh, world. And the reason, it's meaning I'm my own man. I don't care what you think. Then taking that belief system, being his own man, being strong within himself and going, I need to continue improving. I was a rusher and he's continued to improve. So I think part of it is also not necessarily the receivers, but you still got a young kid. And we say young, he's already been in the league about what, four years now, four or five years, uh, 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 who's still improving. I still think we're going to see, uh, uh, we still have yet to see the best of Lamar Jackson. I think he's the type of quarterback that we're looking at between like Vinny Testaverde. You know, uh, I'm not comparing them to, but in a sense, Vinny Tessaverde sucked, bust, but then he went on to have a great 20-year career as a starter and then a backup towards the end, meaning he grew, I think between years eight and 10, we're going to see the best of Lamar Jackson, Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson. Well, Lamar Jackson is, is a great quarterback, I think, and look, the older he gets. No, he's he on his way to greatness. Well, he won't be able to rely on his legs. So eventually, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's transitioning right now. Yeah. I mean, he's smart, he's but the truth of the matter is that offense is still not designed to, to, to feature wide receivers. Right. It, it's a ground game and it's a tight end game in the passing game. That's what it is. It's uh, I'm, I'm going to look. Sometimes I think Mark Andrews is his first read on every drop back. Right. So. Well, it's a safety valve. Well, I, see, I'm arguing that it's probably not. <laughs> you know, I think there's a lot of tight end, tight end goes and things like that. Oh, I'm yeah, like, no, 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 you're right. But, I mean, the, the tight end position has always been a safety valve. The reason I say that, it's usually that short dump off or that slant. You you don't see the uh, – oh, my God, I'm drunk. The Gronkowskis of the world are not common. Or the Jared uh, – the Jared, uh, he never fulfilled his potential, but was uh, always teetering. Went to, the, went to the Saints and the Packers. Yes, Jerry Cook. You know, those guys are literally a, 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 a handful in terms of talent. And the ones that actually are successful, even the Chimura, even the uh, 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 the Falcons uh, Hall of Famer, uh, Gonzalez, even those guys aren't known for going deep, you know. So, so, that's what, so that's what's meant by the safety valve. It's a short, doable pass where you're not going to screw up your accuracy when it's 15 yards tops. You know, compared to going a Tyreek Hill movement, you know, but let's move on though. Let's get to the quarterbacks. We're talking about the greatness of Lamar Jackson, who I don't think is achieved greatness yet, but will one day. But for me, Malik Wallace's, uh, Willis's drop was completely justifiable, extremely raw, more hype than productivity in terms of the quality of defenses. I thought for his own future and his own growth, the best thing happened to him because had he gone in the first round, you know, the pressure, the fan, the pressure from fans, they would have demanded to see him start. And I think he would fall flat on his face. I don't, I think he's barely at a pack practice squad scout level uh, 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 ability in terms of, of the competition he's faced. So I thought his drop was great for him. I think all the Steelers are doing with Kenny Pickett is, is, is now the fact that uh, 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 the, the, the Washington Redskins quarterback, Haskins pass away, kind of opened that up. But I think, you know, Trubisky is not without talent. We don't know if it was a bad team or not, but according to the Bills, that he's got a lot of talent and, and they saw it on their team. Uh, 
I think they're just asking for a uh, QB controversy. And to me, that's the worst thing that can happen to any team is a QB controversy, especially with the Steelers who don't believe they're in rebuild mode, that they can come in and compete. Give me your thoughts on Malik Willis dropping, then give me your thoughts on Kenny Pickett going to the Steelers. Malik Willis, the only appeal he had, honestly, was his potential. His raw talent. Raw talent potential. Um, Did I think he was a day one starter as a rookie? No. Now, the interesting thing with him was once the Panthers, it was obvious that they weren't taking quarterback. I just said he was not being taken in the first round because the only quarterback I had going in the first round, once Willis got past the Panthers, would have been Pickett to the Steelers. That was the second, like the most obvious fit, the most storybook fit was Hutchinson to the Lions because that's his hometown team. The second most story uh, story uh, uh, storybook finish would have been Pickett to the Steelers, where literally all he has to do is move his locker across the street from the, from right. University right. of Pittsburgh to Three Rivers, right? So, so that was a very natural pick. The Steelers, it's not a controversy for one reason. There's nobody there that whose job whose job it is presumed to be, meaning that Haskins, unfortunately, uh, was killed uh, in that accident. Uh, 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 Trubisky, great things coming out of Buffalo, and certainly the, the Giants, Shane, when he became the GM of the Giants, tried to get Trubisky to the Giants to compete with Daniel Jones, because I'm not convinced that they believe Jones is their future. The only reason Trubisky didn't sign with the Giants was because they didn't have the cap space for the money that he wanted. So, right, right. So, really? Because they, because Steelers are not paying much. Are you telling me the Giants couldn't afford what the Steelers paid them? Probably not. Yeah. I don't know about that story. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying yeah, that but, one sounds a little odd. But the thing is, with Pittsburgh, especially now, Trubisky has the chance to come out as the starter. So is right. there is there a controversy with Pickett? No. What I think the other word that begins with C that you were looking for is not controversy, it's competition. They want some competition between these two and made the best man win. So I think Pittsburgh's fans would be fine with whoever comes out on top, but they're paying Trubisky backup money so they can afford to have a competition and see who comes out on top. And at number 15, it's going to be an affordable paycheck. It's roughly where Justin Fields went last year. Uh, Actually, number 15 was where Mac Jones went last year. So you have a very easy comp to look at with Pickett Pickett this year and Mac Jones last year. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. I don't think he'll be the day one starter, but I think it was a good pick. It was a natural pick. Well, people don't, uh, uh, people remember Pickett is a one-year wonder. You know, he, he didn't light it up until the final year. And uh, I think what could happen is because Pickett is a one-year wonder, he may take time to develop, which gives Trubisky the edge. Yeah. And that may avoid the controversy. But right now, I think they're inviting controversy because there is no set starter. You know, it's not, it, it's, it's the worst situation because statistically speaking, if it blows up, the odds of your season being lost is greater than not. Yeah, you I have to have that steady quarterback play to win. I disagree because they don't have one yet. See, it's not – so controversy was when the Packers drafted – traded up to draft Jordan Love. That was controversy because Rodgers was the embedded starter. Well, I'm was, not saying controversy uh, in terms of the fans. I'm talking about the team, the QB controversy. That's what I'm saying. The QB contra- – there is no QB controversy because there's no starter there. There would be a controversy if they took uh, – Pickett or somebody last year when Roethlisberger was still there, but they didn't. So I think it's just competition. It's open competition. Well, they've taken quarterbacks before with, 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 uh, with, uh, 
with a, a big band there, but yeah, never but, one they breathed. It was I was going to say it was nobody that they ever expected to start. And by the way, what I found interesting is that after the Titans dra- uh, traded up and, and uh, drafted Willis, Malik Willis, uh, Tannehill came out and said, it's not my job to mentor him. Yeah, see, that's, uh, yeah, you know, Favre did that too. was very interesting, very interesting. No, 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 Favre did that too, and, and to me, those are selfish players. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You typically yeah. don't hear that. Even if you feel that way, you don't say that. Yeah, okay, let's let's do a quick uh, 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 lightning round, as they like to say on TV shows. Seahawks and no QB taken, shocked or not? A little shocked. Who, who, if you were them, who would you have taken? Um, I might have I might have traded a day three pick for Mayfield. There you go. Okay, I can see that. Uh, uh, if I'm Mayfield, I don't want to go. I, I want to go to a team that's going to know how to nurture and grow a quarterback. Are you Are you trying to tell me with this quarterback class, Baker Mayfield just on talent isn't worth a, a round three pick? Oh no 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 no! I'm saying I, I if I'm Baker Mayfield, I don't want to go to the Seahawks. If you're Look, Baker, man, you they should to... have more than one championship with Russell Wilson if, in that. In that if you're Baker Mayfield, boom. if you're Baker Mayfield, you want to go anywhere where you have the chance to start. That's, oh, that's true too. That should that, be. Baker I guess Mayfield. what I'm trying to say is, Baker Baker Mayfield. If you go to the Seahawks, you will be a loser there too. Because Pete Carroll's Super Bowls were built on the luck of drafting Russell Wilson with a great defense and the following year it fell apart and you showed us what coach you are by, uh, with, with, with that terrible play call, you know, not to mention you think uh, uh, we bombed ourselves with the fucking nine 11 bullshit conspiracy theories. He's an asshole, a piece of shit who destroyed a college program at USC, then left it for ruin. So yeah, I don't like Pete Carroll. He's a bad human being. Yeah. Tell us about the commanders taking quarterback Sam Howell fifth. And he, is he any threat to Carson Wentz? And I asked because Rivera contacted Carson Wentz. I personally think he just, that's the type of guy Rivera is. He's going to call this guy, hey, look, just to let you know, here's what it means. Versus a head coach like Pete Carroll. This is how it is, you know. Uh, Rivera knows how to communicate. Any threat to uh, uh, Carson Wentz and his, uh, what some say may be a fragile ego at this point with them drafting a quarterback in the fifth round? at all all right i I agree panthers matt corral now what i found interesting about matt corral is he has the type of issues like an injury doesn't concern me when a player drops i go away from the heel but off the field issues and this matt corral kids dealt with depression i guess he's a big boozer like big 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 massive boozer like like where's the keg it's over there and he's taking the keg with him you know type drinker so uh uh they went ahead and drafted him in the third round. I personally think that Matt Rule is just not a great head coach, bad scout uh, staff around him, and he's as he's as much responsible for the bad quarterbacks as the quarterback play itself. Do you think Matt Corral is going to be a threat to Sam Donald to start? I doubt it. Um, he might evolve into something. Um, I don't. I don't know to be honest with you. I know that uh, there's some scouts had him as being the second number two quarterback in the draft class. Very few had him as the number one. Um, but a lot of people had him ahead of Willis, for example. Um, I don't know. Without the issues, do you think you, uh, what are you saying? Where would he have been drafted without the issues? Maybe he would have been in the second round. Okay, but no threat to Darnold. I want to see Darnold succeed just because everybody's crapping on him now. Yeah, and uh, you know, you have, you have company. I know Steve Smith, the guy who used to play wide receiver for the Panthers, Still, he says, hey, give Darno a chance. Now that you've 
you've invested in the offensive line. You 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 draw you drafted Iquanu um, at number six, who's probably the best. He's one of the meanest uh, defensive linemen, right? Uh, offensive linemen in the, in yeah, the draft. Yeah. So I so now that you've rebuilt the line a little bit, you also uh, you know maybe that's that's where you want to see where Darno is. Let's put it this way: I think there's a lot of quarterbacks on their last tryout for their teams. Darno is one of them. I, um, I just think I I would agree with your buddy Tom in his analysis. I think Darnold may be he's on the verge at the tipping point of one hit too many has has him looking around too much. You know, like yeah, you know, seeing fan and feet. Okay, the Falcons took quarterback Desmond Ritter in round three, seventy fourth overall. Some analysts saying he's a Mary Marcus Mariota clone. Is he? Does this ship prove that Mariota is just a segue quarterback? And they're going to get rid of for the future. Or do you think Mariota said a chance to carve himself out in NFL future? I'll tell you what it does make me think. First of all, <clears throat> I was a little surprised that the the Falcons didn't go a little bit higher on quarterback. Maybe try to get Willis or Pickett. Uh, but once Pickett went fifteen, I was saying, well, maybe, maybe, maybe the Falcons will take Willis. And I remember you saying uh, that. Um, the problem is that not the problem. What's interesting to me is something you said earlier without realizing it may apply to the Falcons. Arthur Smith may have a system here, right? He brought in Mariota. Then he drafts a kid in the third round that everybody compares to Mariota. Oh, yeah, yeah, Arthur Smith. I'm thinking the owner. Yeah, Arthur yeah. Blank. It's Arthur Smith. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. So, so the red is, he, is he one of these guys that's a system guy that says, I will only draft. So Belichick is well known for that. He's passed on, say, athletic linebackers because he wants a certain type. For well, his- remember, though, remember, he came with Marcus Mariota. He was in Marcus. He was, yeah. he was with Marcus Mariota, Tennessee. Tennessee. What makes Mariota unique is his scrambling ability. Yes. And, and what makes him even more unique is he has an uncanny ability to throw that ball while running. Meaning he may be running and he'll still looking to throw it's even when the- he shouldn't be. Yes. So, Yes. He may be looking at that type of player, and in his mind, he's got magic working in his system. So Arthur Smith may be looking for that prototype quarterback that he That's feels what I'm saying. He's looking, for, he's, yeah. he's looking for a certain type of quarterback. Right. So, so with that said, that he may be banking on Mariota, but banking on the fact that if he gets hurt, I've got a carbon copy ready to go. Look, who, who when the Ravens decided to go with Lamar uh, Jackson, well, he's back first, in a similar style. Exactly. Uh, Griffith, right? Robert uh, Griffith, uh, Griffin III. Yeah, no, that, then they, that, got, that, they, that, they drafted the guy that's there now. They're all the same prototype. We're Ooh. not saying they're as good. No, that's right. I forgot Robert Griffin III spent his last few years floating as a back. I felt bad for RG3 because – I, I think Shanahan ruined him, you know, yeah. and, and Shanahan ruined him, and then Daniel Snyder destroyed him. Shanahan ruined him by abusing his body, his skills, and not being uh, more disciplined with them. Right. And Snyder uh, uh, destroyed him by giving him too much authority as a rookie uh, and becoming friends with him. What a, this, what a terrible way for a career. Final two questions, and we're going to go to a couple of fun topics before we close the show out. Baker Mayfield was not traded. Quick thoughts. Christ. Um, look, the Browns have almost no options with him. Um, they have to cut him. I know people are saying, well, they could keep him. No, you don't want to cancer like that on the team. You have to get rid of him. Now, if I was the Browns, I'd be on the phone. I'd be trying to move him for anything at this point. A fifth round pick. 
some analysts said that they may have to add a draft pick to get rid. That's how bad the situation for the rounds. I don't. Those articles sounded serious to me, and, and, and I agreed because I think every team was saying, "You're sitting on an 18 million salary. You got to do something with. It. We're well, not going to give you a squad." Well, rather than have to send a pick to anyone, I think all they would have to do is eat a portion of a salary, if not like like half. No, his- I agree. Right. Do you think? Do you think he's? Do you think? Uh, let's say there's no major injuries in the uh, uh, in training camp. Do you think they end up just cutting him? They mean, they're going to have to. Yeah. All right. Your favorite team, the New York Jets. <laughs> the New York Giants. They didn't pick up Daniel Jones' fifth year option yet. They didn't draft a QB, but it looked like they're trying to build that rebuild that offensive line, huh? I, I said they're building that. Yeah, they're building that offensive line for whoever they draft next year. Uh, like, no, seriously. It, it, it serious. No, no, see, if that offensive line is built this year and Daniel Jones is not the quarterback you say he is, uh, 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 meaning he's better, they're not going to be looking at the future. I think this line is being built this year to see what they got. Meaning, let's finally do something right and protect our quarterback. Yeah, because well, Daniel Jones is a big guy and he took some vicious shot. Granted, he's like uh, uh, the Colts quarterback who's retired, Andrew Luck, and his size and build and how he runs. I think, and I'm being serious, I think, uh, no joking aside, I think they said, let's get a line. Let's see what this kid has. Well, they had to rebuild the offensive line, not just for the passing game, but for the running game, too. Don't forget, they've got Saquon Barkley back there. They need to open him. He's just as much too. question mark as, right? as, as right. Jones. Here's the thing, though. I, I've never liked Daniel Jones. I don't like quarterbacks who, who are turnover machines, and he's a turnover machine, okay? Um, so so I don't like him, but the thing is not whether I like him, it's whether Shane likes him or not. And don't forget, Shane was part of that brain trust that went out and grabbed Josh Allen uh, when nobody else thought Josh Allen needed to be drafted that high. And what did they draft when they drafted Josh Allen? foremost they drafted the most physically gifted quarterback that they got they, like when they saw Josh Allen physically because remember he was a division two school player yeah yeah, yeah. but he with, didn't pan out until they got they got they got uh 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 the head coach now over at the uh your, your new head coach I mean his first year was atrocious Josh but, Allen. but he was a rookie and people understood that but here's what I'm trying to say I don't think Daniel Jones is the prototype of a quarterback that Shane wants, that Dayball wants. Now, if they even thought there was a chance that... Hold on, hold on, hold on. They got by their big, solid build. They can run. They got cannons for arms. They would seem to me to be more alike physically than not. I don't think so. Like, I don't think Daniel Jones' arm is that strong. He's He moves well, but he's not like a threat on the on, on the ground. Um and, 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 like, there's just guys, like I said, some people are fumblers. No matter what you do, they're fumblers. He's a fumbler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, my point is that now they're, they're starting to take away his excuses, right? And then, listen, it's much cheaper for them to sign him to the Not his excuses, options. John. His supporters' excuses. I've never heard Daniel Jones say, I've got a crappy line or because of this. No, I, I, I agree. The kid, yeah. the kid has good character. I'm not going to say that he's a bad teammate. He's a good teammate. I just don't know if he's the right guy. So, anyway – when they did the right thing, very smart drafting in the first round, they took Thibodeau. They knew they were going to get a top offensive lineman two picks later. They ended up with Neil, who's probably the best overall lineman they could have taken uh, at tackle. So now they're, they've got a decent um, offensive line. They've got two nice bookend tackles supposedly now. But I didn't like their pick of wide receiver in the second round. I didn't understand that pick at all. 
Um, I would have liked to seen them. Like I kept saying, like draft more linebackers. You need linebackers um, uh, or an, another re- edge rusher. But they, I guess they felt good. Okay, before we move on, on Daniel Jones, you're right. The analyst said he had inferior arm strength. When he got to the Giants, he was throwing 50-yard uh, 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 passes and for TDs, and then he was going against Green with a halfback. Again, the difference between college and the pros. You know, sometimes in the pros, it takes a lot to catch up, but sometimes college holds you back because the players around you uh, can't take advantage of, uh, of the gifts. So I am actually anxious to see Jones this year. Uh, 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 because of, of so many questions. All right. <clears throat> the ratings were down. The woke, I guess the woke were sleeping. The ratings were down. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out an analogy. It's not working. But 20%. I honestly, this is not ESPN's fall, NFL Draft Network. It's, there's no marquee player. Look, fans are simple people. I love you, fans. Y'all made me a lot of money, and I did my best to give you everything you demanded. But at the end of the day, the NFL is made up of more than quarterbacks and running backs. You know, champions are made with foundational picks. And that's what we saw as analysts. This was a a mega show in the future of the players that get no pub, but are the reasons your teams get to the Super Bowl. What are your thoughts with the Ravens? This has nothing to do with anything political or anything. This was simply, like you said, lack of marquee players. But ironically enough, if you, if you understand how the draft works, a lack of marquee players means an increase in trade activity because people now are jockeying for what they think they need specific. It's not a best player available thing anymore. It's a, what do I need for my team? Very specific pieces, right? So what you saw was teams, look at the Vikings. They were trading down all the time. They're not necessarily known for that. Personally, having traded twice with division rivals, they traded down, they, they swapped picks with the Lions, then with the Packers. Uh, in the sack, like that doesn't happen very often. And to be honest with you, I don't, I don't think they held up. Like they moved up 20 spots. They allowed the, the, the lions in the first round to go from number 32 to number 12 to grab what most people think is the best wide receiver in this class who happens to be injured. Jameson Williams, Williams, right? So what you're looking at there is if I'm the Vikings and the lions are that hot to move up 20 spots, I would have extracted a pick for next year. Screw that Jimmy Johnson chart. I would have been like, hey, you're in our division. You want this? I want your second next year. I want first, second, third, and your second next year, or third next year. You know, the fact you know that, John, the thing about drafting, and again, we learned that like, fantasy football drafting is the same thing as a GM. Except we're not writing with me right. every pick. But you analyze it, you look at the data, you look at the player, you look at productivity, you look at the system he's coming from, his arm strength. We have taken that hobby into uh, a scientific analytical way of looking at it and the thing about some of these picks reaching here there outside of the patriots who when they reach up like you're reaching for a bomb <laughs> statistically that has been proven already but sometimes you see something with the players that others don't you know like the giants they saw that arm strength while wow, you were talking i looked that up real quick they said we saw the arm strength uh, and that's part of the reason we went out on a limb. We, we, we knew we could make those throws. So sometimes you see that. And you're right. A lot of trades were made. And, and the final comment I'm going to give on this one, we'll move on, is that 
NFL draft day trade started with the big Devontae Adams move. I mean, it may have started before that. I mean, you were seeing first round picks being given. Eight teams had 16 picks in the first round. Eight teams controlled half the first round. And that was another reason so many trades. Yeah, you pointed it out. I, I don't know if it's true or not. And I'm taking your word for it. Uh, uh, and even if you're wrong, it makes sense. The fact that the Giants kept trading down instead of going after a couple of picks you thought that, they, that could make an impact on their team because they were stuck with salary cap issues. Yes, you know, and, and these picks are, are locked into. So, so quite a few reasons. But and, and I agree with everything you said there. I just think it's fun to realize that these draft day moves started before before the draft because the Raiders said, we'll give you the first pick. There's no receiver in this year's draft as good as Devontae Adams. Right. Yeah. All right. Now, John, for the world out there, for y'all, John's a libertarian. I am a conservative with libertarian leanings. I can tell you whether a plane, a, a, a game online like Madden Football or, or, or at the time NFL 2K or this or that, uh, the first racism I heard was a white guy. The second was black guy. Then I realized there's just racists all over the place. I go on Twitter. I've been called a latrino. I've been told to go back to Cuba. I've been told to learn how to speak English, learn how to write. First of all, I'm not Cuban. I grew up speaking, reading, and writing both languages. But my point being is Twitter has its share of racists, Black, white, Asians. Gab has its share of racists. Now, the perception has been that they're all out white. It's the biggest lie that they can do. However, Big John, we encountered that racism this go around. And it was a bunch of nut jobs. Yeah. Uh, they were not happy that you were doing a phenomenal job live tweeting the draft. <laughs> you know, they sent me, I, I, for the people, I manage our social media, and uh, they sent me a notice, uh, a note. They kind of, you know, say, you need to stop posting these. You're overwhelming us. I'm thinking, There's 20,000 people in this group. Gab has groups, which I, I like. So we're in the sports group, and they were upset with some of the comments, John. I won't repeat it, but let me put it to you this way. My little foo-foo dog probably has a greater IQ intelligence than some of these individuals who responded. And I didn't get mad at the person who moderates it or uh, right. because he's trying to keep the peace. But the ones who complain, just hit shut or just block me, just mute us. There's 10 zillion things, you freaking moron. That's how I felt. But I didn't respond because at the end of the day, you're not worth the bother because if this is what upsets you, Lord knows I'd hate to be your spouse or your dog you're kicking every day. Your thoughts? I thought it was hilarious that this, the only people who complain were Gab users where we were posting my analysis to a sports forum. And so the irony of Gab being the free speech platform that Twitter isn't, according to all the and, right wingers, and, and, and Getter and Everything Facebook was fine. and LinkedIn. So we were posting live tweeting everywhere on many and, platforms. And, and the only one that complained were these idiots on Gab. And uh, unlike you, I don't mind responding to idiots. And I did. And it was interesting to me that, like you said, they were so dominated by their ideology. Oh, um, and the, 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 tell them about the testosterone. You look at these guys and it's like, it's just, just oozing with, it's kind of like, dude, I, I, I think you want to come out of the closet. That's how much testosterone they were forcing. It, 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 well, it, it always uh, empowers tough guys, right? Like, like uh, you, you, we joke about it, but I'm 6'3". I'm 6'3", 275, guy, people. and I'm, a next, I'm an ex-wrestler. I could drop people on their heads, even to this day, if I wanted to. 
you would never talk to me like that in real life. You would exactly. never walk up to me and talk to me in, like that in real life. You no, know, they wouldn't even talk to me a five foot seven Latino. <laughs> exactly. Not because I'm fat or tough. It's because people just don't talk that way to each other. Right. Because they know it's going to it, it's going to create a physical confrontation. But it's so easy to just outsmart them. You know what I mean? Like the one guy in particular who was giving us grief. You know, his whole logic was weird. He goes, why do you follow football? Football is for homosexuals. You should be out. And that's not the word he was using. No, he, I'm, he I'm, was I'm using cleaning it up. That, that English people use yeah, yeah, I, for cigarettes. Yeah, I'm yeah. cleaning it up. But he said, why don't you guys go out into nature and walk amongst the trees and stuff? I go, so that's what you think I should be doing with my time? He said, absolutely. He goes, no man should be inside in front of a computer. I go, and yet here you are complaining about something you allegedly don't care about oh, yeah. on a computer yeah. to another man. Yeah, and, and then they, I, again. I, I didn't hear from them after that. You know, it's because they, they just don't think things through. But, you know, you got to laugh. I enjoy it because to me, it's just a running joke. You know, oh, no, no, I enjoy it. But I do get aggravated because, you know, John, I want to believe humanity has more common sense, has more logic. But the reality is it doesn't. So I know I'm lying <laughs> to myself, but I can pretend as long as I don't see that stupidity. I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm accustomed to it on Twitter. But uh, when I go to Gab, part of that, I try to give it, hey, you're conservative libertarians. Your logic is much more able. But then you see the same thing. You would hope, but. Yeah. And, and I, I don't respect those because I'll wait and go back. Like one guy was said something and I responded. My favorite line is Twitter exposing stupid with my uh, man facing palm. So Gab exposing stupid. And he came back with, uh, 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 what's it, what is it when it's contrarian? He's being a contrarian. Uh, what's the term? Contrarian. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sarcasm. It's kind of like sarcasm. Uh, yeah. Be that type. And I was like, just, dude, you're not good at it. Just stop. Right. You stop. Know, just stop. You know, but, but the moderator's a nice guy. He's always reposting. And, and, and we're still in single or double digits only in there. And we're slowly growing. We're building an audience. And I enjoy at Gab. I enjoy because I love Gab's setup, how they have groups, uh, uh, the way they're laid out, the way they, they're entrepreneurs. They have their own storefront. They, you know, they have their own uh, 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 premium section, things of that nature. So I like their creativity and ingenuity over there. But man, some of those, you just can't get rid of bad posters wherever you go. Right. It's yeah. a problem, period. Well, look, yeah. I'm a, like I said before, I'm a free speech guy. So even the idiots should be allowed to speak. I'm not for kicking them off, but it's just funny to me that, you know, they come out of the woodwork no matter where you are. And people, there you have it. We have so much more we could talk about, but we're hitting, hitting the 125 mark. So I think this is probably a good time to uh, keep our viewers from falling off and say good night. But before we say good night, you've been listening to Points on the Board. Do not forget to check out our website, sportsgrumblings.com. We're slowly, slowly wrapping content up there, but we have a whole library and growing a podcast and we're getting ready to add fantasy baseball to it. And we're getting ready to add local politics, uh, including California politics to it. So some exciting times ahead and share the podcast. And I think that's about it. John, say good night. Good night, John. <laughs>